Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be featuring Bob Dr. Mac Levitis. We'll also hear from Kirk McElhern, Macworld's iTunes guy. And yes, we will be talking about Apple Watch and more on the Tech Night Owl Live. We have Bob Levitis, sometimes known as Dr. Mac when he's wearing his lab coat. But you should know about the experiments he does in his laboratory. What are you creating in your laboratory these days, doctor? Well, recently I created something I call the uh, Event Essence Extractor. And I used this device that uh, I created to squish down the content of Apple's latest event, the one in March about the Apple Watch. It ran about, I believe, 94 minutes. And I threw it into my device, extracted just the essence, and ended up with about nine minutes of video that pretty much tells you the whole story of 94 minutes of video. Pretty cool. Essence. You can see this device, by the way. I've got it up on YouTube and uh, at boblevitis.tv. It's in episode four of the boblevitis.tv show. Essence, I like that. It sounds odorous. The essence extractor. Yes, I, I made a machine because that's what we do. We're geeks. <laughs> essence extractor. I thought it was something about perfume. I mean, since Apple is getting more and more involved in the fashion business, Yes, I hear they're coming out with a nose hair groomer. I'm just kidding. That's about the last thing I can see Apple making. It's fine. How about a car? Is Apple going to make a car? What happened with that rumor? That was big a couple of weeks ago. Is Isn't it, over? it strange how these rumors sort of come and go and they come back again? So we had a story about Apple making a car. And our friends over at the Mac Observer, I think, take it very seriously. But the problem with a car is it's not like you build it in one hour or one week or one year, it takes several years. I mean, even if you look at Apple Watch, the taptic feedback took, what, about a year to perfect? Oh, nobody knows. They could have been working on it for six years. I mean, we just don't know. It's been, I, I think they've been researching it since, you know, at least 2007 when they brought out the iPhone. So, yeah, a lot of uh, backstory to taptic feedback, yeah. So the legend has it here on the Apple Watch, the taptic feedback... That Jonathan Ive, being the arbiter of taste at Apple these days, had to be convinced it felt just perfect. It wasn't too strong. It wasn't too weak. I'm waiting for the sex toy apps. Keep waiting. I'm waiting. Sounds like an echo in here. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I should sound like a radio personality, do I? What kind of microphone are you using? I'm using my Blue Spark Digital today because it was set up for... Uh, TV stuff I did last week. Blue Spark Digital. We have yes. a Blue Yeti. I had a, I have a Yeti here somewhere, but the Spark Digital, I think, sounds a little better and is cooler looking on camera. Well, actually, we have the Yeti Pro because we needed something that goes into a standard analog mixer. See, we do uh, things elaborately here. Aha. Uh -huh. You have an analog mixer. I have one, too. It's just not connected right now. We have an analog mixer, a Behringer, USB output, so we don't also. need like a Griffin iMic anymore. What I like about this mic is it came with uh, lightning and USB, so it's usable with all of my devices. You know, the same mic, just swap the cable to use it with the iDevices, which is pretty nice. 
And what's it called again? The blue what? Spark Digital. It's the digital version of their Spark microphone, which is kind of their their uh, relatively inexpensive uh, uh, lollipop type mic. I'm looking at it but, now. It looks interesting. It has a. It looks like the top is almost like a windscreen. It has a base that looks like it's suspended on some kind of robotic type suspension. It's just a shock mount, but it is a cool looking one. And I don't know if the one you're looking at has the little blue uh, uh, windscreen, but they have a separate thing that you can pop on. The top of it, it looks like a little silver lollipop. And then there's a, a little like a mesh screen that you can buy, I guess, uh, that clips on and becomes, a, you know, a pop shield, a windscreen in front of the microphone. So your plosives don't explode. What does it cost? Um, I ordered this from Amazon, and since it was replacing one that I dropped and broke, my fault completely, um, I ordered a, a refurb. And I think it was under a hundred bucks. Might have been more. Maybe it was one fifty. Um, I can look though. We can talk about something else while I'm looking. But I'll while let he's know. looking, have you had an Apple Watch on your hand? I have a couple times now. Actually, three times. Once at the Apple event in September, and then uh, twice in the last week at Apple stores. Have you last ordered one? Weeks. Yes, I have. What? You don't read my column? <laughs> Yeah, I ordered the. All right, but the point is, here not every listener, Bob. Not every listener reads your column. I mean, that might be a big mistake on their part. But we have to acquaint people. We have people all around the country, all around the world, listening to the show. More and more markets all the time, and we have to explain to them sometimes some of the intricate, geeky details. You knew the answer. You were just setting me up for that. I see. That's right. That's my job. Okay. All right. So. How long will it take for you to get your Apple Watch? Well, here's the story. It went on sale Friday night, Friday morning uh, at like, I guess, 1 a.m. here. And I did not order then. I was sleeping. The next morning, Friday morning, when they were the first day you could look at them and try them on in the stores, I uh, went to the Apple store in Austin right first thing in the morning, about 10 o'clock, 1030. And... um, Got an appointment for a try-on right on the spot, walked in, tried it on, went home and ordered. So I ordered probably about noon on the first day, and my delivery is June. So at least you weren't as crazy as our friend Kirk McElhern, who ordered it, oh, minutes after it went on sale, and it was still back-ordered. Yeah, well, I know people who uh, got their orders in at like three minutes after that were pushed into May. And people who ordered, you know, 15 minutes in that are in June. I think it also has to do with which model you ordered. If you ordered what I ordered, which was the black uh, sport watch, I think the wait's going to be about the longest because that it seems like that's what people are ordering, maybe 40% of all orders. I don't know. It's hard to tell, um, but my guess is that's the most popular one. Because everybody I know that didn't order the more expensive model ordered that. Why would someone pick that? The price? It's the lowest priced 42 millimeter watch. Um, And I think for a lot of people, they looked at the extra money that you'd pay for the Apple Watch Edition, the stainless steel and uh, sapphire model, and, and decided that for their first Apple Watch, 
uh, they were going to just, you know, minimize their risk by getting the least expensive one. Remember, in a year, you're going to give this thing away. You're going to give it to your kid or you're going to give it to your wife or you're going to do something because you're going to want the next one when it comes out. So my, my thinking was, since they all have about the same guts, they all work the same, um, I'll start with the cheapest one. And if I really like it, maybe next year I'll buy myself a more expensive one. I don't see myself ever buying a solid gold one, but, uh, you know, one never knows, do one. One never knows, do one? Or is that do one to others, but do it fast? Same, uh, same principle, I think. Might have been the same author. Actually, a comedian, Jackie Mason, said something like, do unto others and do it quick. That was his line. But I don't think anybody remembers who Jackie Mason is. So the Spark Digital goes for $199 retail. And I'm sorry, I bumped my mic. It's $199, and I paid, I think, $160 for a refurbished model, which, for as far as I can tell, looks brand new and works great. We have Bob Dr. Maclevitis with us. So much more to come. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night How Live. Don't you forget it. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Making the right decisions is a challenge to investors. Are we going to see economic growth, slide into a recession, or at worst, depression? Hi, Ted Anderson from Midas Resources. We all know when a company acts irresponsibly, divesting ourselves in a move towards safety is prudent. When the market becomes volatile, U.S. Treasuries are a safe haven. But what do you do when the U.S. government overextends itself and spends beyond and its means. Many investors are turning toward gold as a common sense alternative to traditional paper investments. Midas Resources has put together a powerful book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold, discussing costs, benefits, risks, featuring full color illustrations, weights, and measures. The book is free and can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. Paper investments are dwarfed by gold's 6,000 year history. Discover how gold may be right for you and your IRA by calling 800 686 Whether buying or it's time for you to sell, the book is free. Call 800-686-2237. 
The Genesis Communications Network is one of America's premier broadcasters of captivating talk radio. We thank you for listening. Now, now, just imagine, there are thousands of people who are just as passionate about radio as you are. But what you may not realize is how easy and affordable it is to advertise with us. Radio commercials for your business could be heard on hundreds of radio stations across the U.S. every day. We can help you by creating an effective radio advertising campaign for your company. From script writing to producing your commercial, just like the one you're listening to right now. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Call 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. This is the Tech Night Out Live. I'm Gene Steinberg. A reminder about that other special feature we offer, which is called Tech Night Owl Plus. And Tech Night Owl Plus is a premium service where we give you a premium version of the show with 41 minutes of network ads removed, higher quality audio, all for a very modest monthly fee. To learn more about what to do and how to get it, go to plus.technighthow.com, P-L-U-S.technighthow.com. As Bob Levitas tells us, His Apple Watch, one of the cheapest ones available, ordered that morning after they went on sale. Yeah, the first morning. Yeah. First morning. June delivery, yes. Well, there are stories now that some of those units may be delivered earlier. But, you know, we have a long time. My expectation, and and, uh, maybe I shouldn't expect so much, but Apple has in the past, at least for my orders, almost always shipped it before they said they would. Whatever I've ordered uh, that's been on back order, whatever they tell me up front, it almost always arrives before that time. And I think that's part of Apple's uh, under-promise and over-deliver kind of philosophy. I think they gave us the date that's like the worst-case scenario. And as time goes on, if they're able to uh, increase the supply and catch up a little, 
I see getting an email that says, you know, mine will get here in May or uh, at the end of May instead of the nebulous June delivery. Yes, it's very nebulous. You know, it reminds me of a line in the movie Star Trek Three, The Search for Spock, where engineer Scotty says to Captain Kirk that in response to the question, how long will it take to fix the ship? And he gives an estimate. But he says, but to you, I can do it in a fraction of the time. And Captain Kirk says to him, I'm paraphrasing here. Do you always inflate your estimates? And Scotty says back to him, well, how else can I keep my reputation as a miracle worker? (laughs) Well, I think Apple uh, has taken that to heart because my experience has been when I've ordered something on back order, uh, I almost always get an email that says your thing is shipped before I expect that email. So I'm hoping that will happen again. And, you know, with, with the delivery being shown on, on, uh, on their website as, quote, June only, there's a lot of June. You know, June 1st would be much better than June 30th. I'll know more in a week or two, I think. Well, if it says preparing for shipment, and of course, preparing for shipment can take a month, but we hope that it'll be faster. All right, so you got to see the watch over at the Apple Media event September of 2014 where it was unveiled. You got to try it on. You try it on a couple of times at a dealer. What can you tell us? Um, well, I'll tell you one thing. The sport watch is lighter in weight than I really thought it would be. It um, It's surprisingly uh, lightweight on your wrist. Now, I may be biased because I wear this big old Luminox uh, like diving watch, and it's pretty bulbous. It's made out of black resin composite of some sort, and it's pretty heavy. So maybe I'm just used to wearing a bigger, heavier watch, but the sport watch seemed uh, surprisingly light on my wrist. I was, I was uh, kind of shocked. It, didn't, uh, it was almost like not wearing a watch to me because I'm used to wearing a bigger, thicker, heavier watch. And I tried on the uh, stainless steel model, and it felt more like a watch, but... You know, uh, another $150, $200. I don't know that I need sapphire. Although I hear it stands up to sandpaper. And the um, mineral crystal on the sport watch doesn't uh, do so well with sandpaper. But I don't intend to be sandpapering my watch. So I think I'm okay. But you do sandpaper your fingers so you can use an iPad mini, right? Well, yes. To make my fingers a little smaller. Actually, for the iPhone. I've filed the tips down of my fingers to make them pointier. So that's unlike the comment that John Lennon made in, what was it, Helter Skelter? I've got blisters on my fingers. He doesn't remember any of that. Okay, well, let's go on. All right, (laughs) so I have to look up the weight, but the stainless steel weighs a little bit more. But what are we talking about, a couple of ounces here? Yeah, but on your wrist, it's noticeable. You know, it might be just that the aluminum case is light. You know, the, the actual metal, the amount, the volume of the metal is, uh, you know, a lot lighter in weight than stainless steel, I guess. And there's a lot of metal for a watch, I guess. You know, I'm not sure, but I was surprised. It, it didn't feel, you know, the thing is I've had other smart watches on and I've had lots of non-smart watches on my wrist. And I was surprised just at how thin and lightweight the Apple Watch was. I was very surprised, you know, when I was thinking about it, 
it, it feels a lot lighter and less clunky on my wrist than the watch I'm wearing, the diving watch that I've been wearing. I've got a bunch of watches. I'm kind of a watch collector. I must have at least a dozen watches. And for a long time, I, I rotated them. You know, I'd wear one one day and a different one the next day, or I'd be going out and I'd wear a dressier one. But for the last year or so, this uh, Luminox Divers watch has really bright le letters and numbers and hands, um, which I find really useful. It means I can tell what time it is in the dark without pushing a button. So I like it. I haven't really been switching watches. I think it's going to be uh, an eye-opener for me to switch to the Apple Watch, which isn't waterproof. You know, I'm used to wearing this diving watch 24-7, so we'll see. Does that I'm mean sorry. that Apple should be selling a waterproof version, too? Well, I don't know if it's possible. Um, I, I have to say I know a lot of people who uh, exercise or swim were disappointed that, you know, the, the Apple Watch isn't waterproof, so swimming is out. And the jury's still out on, you know, sweaty workouts. I, I think probably it's okay to wear it. If you dry it off afterwards, I don't know. But I, I know people were disappointed that it's not waterproof because uh, one of its, you know, one of its best features is all of the monitoring it can do when you exercise. And it would be nice to be able to have it track uh, that kind of stuff while you're swimming, I guess. I just like waterproof because I, uh, I will invariably wear it into water at some point and break it. And uh, I'm sure that won't be cheap. So you are one of the people who wears a watch while you're swimming. I I pretty much wear this diving watch 24-7. In the shower, too? Yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes I take it off. Sometimes I take it off at night, but usually it's on my wrist. And I don't really think about, you know, if I'm going to do something wet, like if I'm going to... Uh, jump in the hot tub. I don't take the watch off because it's fine in the hot tub. So it's going to be a new thing for me having to remember to take my watch off before I do anything wet. I'm going to ask you a question in just a few moments about what some of the critics say about a product they've never seen. Bob Levitas is here and sometimes we get to see him. And a little bit later, we'll be looking for Kirk McLehern, sometimes known as Macworld's iTunes guy. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. We are the premier independent talk radio network. The Genesis Communications Network. G-C-N. Neighbors, let Bitdefender worry about security. Just enjoy your Mac. Bitdefender antivirus for Mac. Complete protection 24-7. And take a selfie with your Mac, post it on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and tag it Hug a Mac for a chance to win a MacBook Air. To learn more, go to bitdefender.com backslash hugamac, bitdefender.com backslash hugamac.
So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. Attention taxpayers, if you've received a notice from the IRS or state, do not ignore it. It's also a big mistake to try and handle your tax problem on your own. If you owe back taxes, it's a fact that the government has the power to take everything you own, including your home, business, wages, savings, and your freedom. But here's the good news. There's a special toll-free tax hotline set up especially for you. This tax hotline will tell you about new programs that are geared to help you dramatically settle, reduce, or eliminate what you owe. But you have to call now. Take down this number or put it in your cell phone. But call 877-345-7645. That's 877 877- 345-7645. When you call, you get free information on how you can reduce or eliminate back taxes, including penalties and interest. You can also be helped if you have unfiled returns, a tax lien, wage garnishment, bank levy, or if you have been entered into a payment plan but can't make the payments. Don't make the big mistake in thinking you can ignore or handle your tax problem on your own. You can stop the collection process immediately at 1-877-345-7645. That's 1-877-345-7645. 1-877-345-7645. We we all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Heart and Body Extract continues to receive positive testimonials from people who have experienced amazing results, like Reed. I just wanted to send you a quick but a very big thank you for Heart and Body Extract. I've been on the formula for nearly a month now, and the improvement in the circulation of my legs has been simply amazing. Reed was facing a tough choice. I was facing surgery due to the severity of the 100% blocked arteries in both my legs. And my decision, waiting for surgery to say no and try heart and body extract instead, has been thankfully the right decision. And the result? I can now walk up steps without noticeable pain. Order heart and body extract at 866-295-5305. 866-295-5305. Or hbextract.com. Heart and body extract for a long and healthy life. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next.
we continue with Bob Levitis, Dr. Mac, about Apple Watch because it's all Apple Watch all the time. <laughs> Seriously speaking here. Now, in considering Apple Watch, have you actually used a Pebble or one of the other smartwatches? I had, I don't even remember what it was called. I had an Android watch of some sort here for a while, and uh, it was a nightmare. You know, it, it wasn't made to work with my iPhone and iPad, and it was just kind of kludgy. I don't even remember what brand it was, but that's my whole experience was somebody sent me one to play with. I played with it for a couple of weeks and sent it back and said, not for me, didn't write about it. Uh, it wasn't really aimed at me. It wasn't a product that my readers, I think, would be very interested in. But it was interesting to see, and it was way bigger and heavier than Apple or even the diving watch, the Luminox I wear every day. So what do you say to the writers who claim, well, Apple Watch is nothing new. It's just another smartwatch. Well, you know, it's kind of hard for me to say, seeing as how I haven't really used one yet. But I, I think the big difference is, and once again, it comes back to Apple makes the whole widget. They make the mothership, which is your iPhone, and they make the Apple Pay, which is one of the great features it has. And they, you know, the Apple uh, can do things that you can't do when you don't own all of the pieces. When, you're, when you own the operating system, the hardware, the software, and the, the ancillary devices, then, yeah, you have a likelihood of everything working together. You know, they say it just works. That's kind of an Apple thing. And Apple can do that a lot more easily, not all the time, mind you, but Apple can do that a lot more easily than most manufacturers because they do control all of the parts of the widgets. And in this case, I think, you know, building a smartwatch that's going to communicate with somebody else's smartphone, uh, running a third party's operating system, you're just, you've got so many possible points of failure, you know, just so many different places where things can go wrong. Whereas with Apple, the watch and the iPhone, are made to work together and Apple has full control over both devices. And so, you know, I just expect a higher level of integration and a better quality apps. And, you know, just, I think if, if the smartwatch is a thing and going to stay a thing, then Apple probably is going to be the, you know, the one that breaks it open and, and has big numbers. You know, I heard that the opening week of sales was more watches than Android watches sold all of 2014. So Apple in like 10 days sold more watches than Android watch, any Android watch, I guess. I'm not sure. Um, and Pebble apparently is at around a million. So Apple probably in, in a week outsold something that's been around for a couple of years. I don't know. I, I think uh, it is a thing and I think it's going to be a thing. And I think in a year or two, it may be really interesting because uh, other people then may be able to build products that work with your iPhone. So it won't just be your only choices, an Apple Watch. There may be, you know, less expensive, less, uh, less capable, let's say, or, you know, uh, less full featured. Apple's not going to make a cheap watch. We know that. Apple's just not going to do a $99 or $129 product, I don't think. So maybe somebody else can in the future. Remains to be seen. The other criticism, of course, is always that Apple does this with smoke and mirrors, that they're going after the fashion market where the quality has nothing to do with it. If you feel this is the in product, you'll buy it regardless. Well, I don't think that's anything new for Apple. 
I think, you know, Apple has been doing that really since uh, the iMac, where they've, they've been, you know, remember, they were the first ones to have colors. Computers before that were always gray or blue or black, but, you know, you didn't have a choice of pretty translucent colors. And the same thing with the iPhones. I think they've become, uh, to some extent, a status symbol. And I think Apple designs them as such. You know, they, they look like jewelry. They are beautifully uh, finished. So I don't think that the, the watch is, you know, Apple's first, uh, first attempt at having a product that uh, is, is lustworthy or covetable. I think they've been doing it a long time. This is just the first one that's wearable. And uh, I think a wristwatch is a very personal statement. So I think, you know, it's more fashion-y than even phones. But I don't think that this is Apple's first time trying to, you know, create a status symbol, more or less. I think Apple's been doing that for a long time. Pretty successfully, I might add. There's nothing wrong in building a device as something that people who want high fashion are interested in. If it sells more units, there's no problem with that. But still, on a long-term basis, people will have to perceive it does something for them. Let me give you another story. Maybe you saw this or not. There apparently is a lawsuit filed against Apple, Google, and Microsoft in L.A. claiming that they should contribute, I guess, to a $1 billion fund to educate teens not to be distracted by smartwatches while driving. That sounds kind of nuts. I understand about distracted driving. But this lawsuit is filed like within days before the Apple Watch is supposed to go on sale. Days before the Apple Watch is supposed to go on sale. We have this lawsuit filed. And it seems nonsensical because there are loads of sources of distracted driving. And isn't the thing about the Apple Watch the fact that you can get your information at a glance rather than staring at your smartphone? So if anything, it would be less distracting. And what about the people who have been using their watches and glancing at them since the first car came out? Right. And the trend in cars is to uh, have better connectivity so that the important stuff can be somewhere in your field of view rather than having to look down or look away. You know, a lot of cars, new cars, have entertainment systems that can put that stuff right where, you know, you can see it out of the corner of your eye without dropping your eyes from the road. I I have a feeling we're going to get heads-up displays pretty soon. There's a few in high-end sports cars, but, you know, I think some of this stuff might just start showing up floating on your windshield. Well, it's normal here that new features in cars first start with the expensive models. Right. And then as the technology improves, it goes to the cheaper models. After Mercedes has their fill of it or BMW, it goes into a Kia or a Hyundai or a Toyota. So that's fairly normal. Right. It's the trickle-down effect. It doesn't work with economics, but it works, I guess, with gadgets and gear. It definitely works with gadgets and gear. Ask any of my kids. The trickle-down effect works. They keep getting new phones. (laughs) They're not exactly new, but newer than the one that they're replacing. So they can't wait for Apple to release something new so they can get last year's version. That's correct. We have the trickle-down economic uh, theory at our house, and stuff trickles down from the top, and the top is my office. Right, but your kids are still part of the 1%. Um... Man, maybe. I don't know. I I doubt it. They are both very down-to-earth working kids. One's a college student, one's a chef. I hope they get to be the 1% someday. What kind of food does your 
kid make? Very trendy. Uh, she she works for a company that just opened a new restaurant uh, in Denver last week called Ophelia. It's in a former uh, house of ill repute, shall we say? Oh, and they call it they call it gastro bordello, <laughs> a gastro bordello. Um, it's pretty cool, and the food is very kind of fusion. Lots of uh, lots of local stuff. Uh, they say eighty percent of their menu is locally sourced. Um, some good salads, a bunch of good breads, good appetizers. I had a bowl of mussels that were in the best broth I ever had. It's a kind of a upscale place. They've got a music venue downstairs and lots of cool stuff to look at. It's one of these you know destination type restaurants. There's over two hundred pinball uh machine backboards the glass you know the the where the scoreboard is they have they bought like hundreds of them and built the whole bar out of them which is pretty cool and then the stage is built out of old bakelite like plastic radios from the 50s and 40s we'll talk about that restaurant in a moment more to come with bob dr maclevitis i'm gene steinberg you're in the tech night out live Free from the shackles of corporate America, we're the place for independent thinkers. GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com If the IRS has garnished your paycheck or seized money from your bank account, you need to get professional tax help now. Fast action is required to put a halt to these aggressive IRS collection tactics. You can count on the knowledgeable team of tax professionals at Wall & Associates. With over 30 years of experience, Wall & Associates has settled the tax problems of thousands of taxpayers for a small fraction of what they owed. For a free face-to-face consultation, call 1-800-425-4610 to put a wall between you and the IRS. 1-800-425-4610 or look for us on the web at wallandassociates.net. We solve tax problems. If you hire Walland Associates today, you'll never have to talk to the IRS again. To stop the levies and seizures today, take action now. Call Walland Associates at 1-800-425-4610. Walland Associates. 1-800-425-4610. Based on actual cases, results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. 
There's a man named Dr. Joel Wallach who is anything but your typical doctor, both a veterinarian and naturopathic physician. Doc asks, why does the United States spend more money on health care by far and still rank 50th in health and longevity worldwide? He believes that people should empower themselves with a basic understanding of nutrition, take charge of their health, and attain optimal health and longevity through nutrition, not by toxic prescription drugs that lead to side effects and more toxic prescription drugs. Doc Wallach's message is resonating with an increasing number of Americans who are waking up to all the big government, big pharma, and big insurance manipulation of our health care system. I'm George Norrie, and I like what Doc Wallach is saying and doing to enlighten people about health care. Visit brightsideben.com and listen to Doc Wallach's Deadly Recipes lecture. It makes a lot of sense, and I urge you to join the Brightside Ben team. Go to brightsideben.com. That's brightsideben.com. Go. It's like nothing else on Earth. From the Romans through the Renaissance, from the Industrial Age to the Space Age, gold has weathered the test of time. For 6,000 years, gold has remained the ultimate store of wealth. According to the World Gold Council and the U.S. Mint, demand is at an all-time high. The stage is being set for the reemergence of gold as the common-sense alternative to a fiat paper currency that gets weaker every day. Midas Resources is proud to offer the hard-hitting report that arms you with the truth you need to protect you and your family from the Fed's plans for your hard-earned money. Don't gamble with your future. Call Midas Resources today and ask for your free copy of As Good As Gold. Call 1-800-686-2237 for the report the Fed hopes you'll never see. As Good As Gold can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. If you have ever thought about owning gold, you must read this report. Call Midas today at 800-686-2237. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. So, the daughter of Bob Dr. McLevitis is a chef. What's the name of the restaurant again? Ophelia. In Denver. Yes. And fusion cuisine. What is fusion cuisine? Like a mix of everything? Yeah, it's it's not any one ethnicity. Um, the menu kind of takes from all different things. There, I, I saw there were some. Uh, there was ribs. There were a bunch of uh, salad dishes from all over the world. You know, and then entre- regular entrees, meat, fish, chicken stuff. Uh, a lot of small plates for sharing. A lot of stuff that's. Uh, designed for uh, appetizers or sharing. I think half the menu or more is little stuff that you can share and really good, brand new place. I think they're going to do really well. Um, Their other restaurants are very successful. They've they've got quite a little empire in Denver. The other restaurant is in a mortuary, a converted mortuary. It's pretty cool. That's called Linger. And that's where she used to work. And people are just dying to get there to have a meal. You bet. Just like a cemetery, people are dying to get in. All right, all right, all right. Don't step on the joke. Let's get back to Apple Watch. What we're seeing here is it's the first Apple Watch. Obviously, there are going to be little glitches. I read some of the reviews talking about slow performance with some apps, which we understand. Maybe there'll be some software updates even before the thing goes out for sale this weekend. So we understand that. 
that's not going to be perfect. So if I'm looking at buying a new watch to replace my aging guest watch, which I have right now, doesn't have all the buttons, has a few buttons that might work or might not work. I'm not really 100% sure. But if I looking at an Apple watch and I have a spare 500 bucks or 400 bucks right now, do I buy it this year or do I wait? You know, that's a good question. And one that I don't think can be answered until after the shipping starts and and real people get them in their hands then i think we can you know look at it whether whether it's a must-have or whether waiting till next year and getting version two is the smarter play i I think it kind of depends on you know what kind of geek you are i think a lot of people who are buying one this year really don't need it they just want it and i suspect once you know they get in the hands of people and people are showing them off at dinner and and uh you know, when they're hanging out with their friends, their friends are going to say, well, so show me what it does. And I'm sure there's going to be some killer features that people are going to look at and go, oh, my God, I've got to have one of those. So I think uh, I think that, you know, after they get out into the hands of people, it'll be easier to determine or to recommend, you know, you got to have one or, yeah, you can wait till the second version next year. It's too bad they're not upgradable because, you know, uh, it would be nice to buy a watch and, and have the expectation, as you would of a, 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 a man, you know, an analog watch, that 50 years from now it'll still be usable. I suppose it's possible here that when the next Apple Watch comes out, if it has the same basic form factor, Apple could announce some kind of program to allow you to trade up. Possibly. I don't think anybody really believes that's going to happen, but maybe. I think it's going to be like the iPhone market where, you know, there's a there's a vibrant market for used one-year-old and two-year-old products because they still work. They're just not as cool as the one that came out last month. So I think Apple's expecting the same kind of thing to happen. You know, you get rid of your old one by either handing it down to a family member or selling it to Gazelle or putting it on eBay or Craigslist or uh, just taking it down to your local phone store and selling it to them. But, you know, they people have, uh, have shown that they replace their iPhones either every year or every couple of years. And I think uh, that's what's going to happen with watches. You know, there'll be a secondary market in used watches. I don't think they'll sell for the, the inflated high prices that you get for unlocked iPhones, but... Uh, you know, if you don't want to pay 400 or $500, next year you'll be able to buy a used Apple Watch for 200 or 250 or whatever. So maybe that's the uh, plan for attacking the lower end of the market. But what Selling about the Apple products. Watch Edition? I understand a $300 product, 400 even 800 or $900. But when we're talking about $10,000 plus, you don't want to upgrade that every year, do you? Yeah, I have a problem. I, I don't understand. Uh, what here's, here's an interesting point. There are no gold Apple Watches in Austin, Texas. I mean, there are. They're under glass in the display case. But if you go and you say, I want to try one on, there aren't any. They'll tell you you have to go to Dallas or Houston. So in one of my columns, I said, hey, Apple, in Austin, we have plenty of people with more money than sense. Um, but I think there are people, there is a, a 
maybe it's the 1%, but there, there are people who I guess won't mind dropping 10 or 17 grand on a watch that's going to be obsolete next year. They'll just get a new one. You know, for them, I guess it's the same. They'll hand it down to a kid or one of the housekeeping staff or the chauffeur. Well, that's a nice that sold, life to I have. They sold a lot of them, too, because uh, I believe if you look, the, some of them are out to June delivery, which uh, maybe they only made four of them. I don't know. But either way, uh, it appears that they did sell some. What you have to understand also is that there are rich people who will buy anything new just to be first in the block. Yes. Well, there are not so rich people who do that, but you know, right, it's but hard we're talking for them. about they're not buying ten thousand dollar gold watches either. And of course, if their favorites show business personality who probably got one from Apple Free has one. They'll want to get one. Let's move to another product. Because the Apple Watch right now is just rolling out. We know a lot will be sold the first few weeks. We don't know what kind of staying power it has. We're going to get away from the fear-mongering alleged industry analysts who are stating all sorts of doom and gloom about its prospects because none of that has any support, whatever. Let's move on to the other product that has gotten pro and cons, and that is the new MacBook. Did you get one of those? I did not. Yet, I uh, actually have a request in for a review unit, and I have not heard back if and when I'll get that, but uh, I expect I'll get one sometime, you know, in the next couple of weeks, maybe, I hope. Well, that interesting th- product. It's the MacBook Air from 2008, updated 2015, saying that today, if we were starting the MacBook Air from scratch, it would be the MacBook. Right, pretty much. But the MacBook Air has a, uh, at least the newer ones, have you know, better performance. They're really, uh, it seems to me that the MacBook, and until I try one, I won't know for sure, but it seems to me that the MacBook is kind of designed for lightweight computing. In other words, kind of a, um, a not designed to be your only computer for sure. You know, it's the, your second computer, the one that runs around with you. Um, Depending on what you, you want to do with your computer. You know, there's a lot of ifs, ands, and buts there because I would have said the same thing about the MacBook Air. And then I talked to people who said, no, this is my primary Mac. I do my work on it. Now, these people are doing email. They're doing maybe financial stuff. They're doing word processing. They're not doing audio and video. So maybe it's good Photoshop. enough. Photoshop. Pardon? Yeah, it is. I think, you know, that's just it is I'm not a typical customer for that kind of product, MacBook Air or uh, MacBook, because I do video and I do Photoshop and I need, you know, more memory. I need faster processors. I need more storage. I need ports. And and the, the MacBook, I think, at least initially, is going to be a problem for people because I, I it's only got one port. And you're going to have to figure out a way to jam everything you need into one port. And, you know, I'm looking at my desk. I've got six hard disks. I've got two hubs. I've got three hubs. Um, I've got all kinds of stuff hooked up. You know, I've got scanners. I've got all of my iDevices. I've got audio gear. I've got microphones. I've got 
I must have a dozen USB devices just for starters. I got a couple of Thunderbolt devices. And, you know, for me, it would be a major hassle to figure out all the adapters I'm going to need or docks or whatever else. On the other hand, I'm thinking about my kid in college, and it would be a perfect computer for him. He'd love it because he's looking around a MacBook. I think I got a break. We'll look at the use cases more for the new MacBook 2015 model with Bob Levitas. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. A little right, a little left, but always independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network, GCN. By now, you heard about Bitcoins. But did you know that over 65,000 businesses accept Bitcoins? Listen, if you're already earning Bitcoins or trying to make money in the Bitcoin market, you've got to know BidBit.co. Because at BidBit.co, you can receive Bitcoin by selling your personal items or business products. You heard right. Whether personal or business, you can now buy, sell, and auction your products quickly, easily, and securely at BidBit.co. That's B-I-D-B-I-T.co. BidBit.co. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit and carting to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. We live in a complicated society. Stressful issues are always popping up. Have you ever been treated unfairly by someone? Have you ever been overcharged for a repair? Have you ever signed a contract or a document? Worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution. With a nationwide network of 6,900 attorneys who average over 19 years of experience, Legal Shield's law firms take over 40,000 calls per week helping their members. For less than $20 per month, you can have access to Legal Shield on everything from the trivial to the traumatic. Let Legal Shield stand up for your rights at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Or call 855-340-SAVE. 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. I want to thank those of you who are signing up for Tech Night Owl Plus. Go to plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com to learn more about the features. What's it offer? Well, the main thing right now, we'll have more later. The main thing right now is the enhanced version of the show. Better audio quality. You know, so when Bob Levitas has a brand new mic to experiment with, you hear the difference. You'll hear me the same because I use the same mic, but that's neither here nor there. In any case... What will happen here is that you will also get a show that has 41 minutes of the network ads eliminated. So it goes through faster. 
you concentrate more on the content for a modest monthly fee, plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com. We're talking about Apple's new MacBook, weighs a little bit over two pounds, 12-inch retina display, $1,299, has but one port, USB-C. It comes with an adapter, so you can plug in a normal USB device. Now, the thing here is it has only one port plus an earphone jack, and that might be constraining the people like Bob Levitas. But I think back to the 1990s where we had the PowerBook Duo, small, limited ports. You had a dock to plug it into your home or business system. Do you think here that some third party is going to come out with a MacBook dock that serves the same purpose? Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of people working on USB-C docks like the Thunderbolt docks. You know, there's about five or six manufacturers that have Thunderbolt docks, which I find essential for using my MacBook Pro as my main computer because it really doesn't have enough ports either. Yeah, there definitely will. If there aren't already, I think I saw one on uh, Kickstarter already. And so, yeah, as soon as there's a some number of MacBooks out there in the wild, I think uh, you'll start to see adapters and certainly docking stations with multiple ports. You know, I use a Thunderbolt dock that's got a bunch of USB, a couple Thunderbolts, some audio, HDMI. It's, it lets me plug a lot of stuff that would otherwise be jury-rigged and connected to my MacBook Pro. Everything connects to one cable. So when I want to leave, I eject all my disks and pull one cable and I'm out the door. Pretty convenient. Worth the couple hundred bucks. So you expect that kind of thing to happen. I can see. Absolutely. Uh, There's no question that in six months you'll be able to buy more than one different USB-C docking station for the new MacBook. Now, if Apple ever does a 15-inch version of this with more memory, larger storage, somewhat higher processor performance... It would be something that maybe would replace my 17-inch MacBook Pro from 2010. Now, what I've done with the MacBook Pro is I updated to 8 gigabytes of RAM. It had 4. I pulled the hard drive, which was dreadfully slow. And working with Larry O'Connor over at Otherworld Computing, we put in a 480-gigabyte solid-state storage. So it gives performance right now that's probably close to that of the MacBook, but it's from 2010. You know, it's decent performance. It's okay. But it has a separate graphics card with a lot more power. The key being it is heavy. It weighs over six pounds. Now, if Apple came out with like a 15-inch MacBook weighing like two and a half pounds, I realize it only has the one port. But for me, there's a use case here. Because when I travel, in the old days, I'd bring a printer with me, a portable printer and an external drive. Now, I just need my mic. I bring a blue snowball, which is a USB mic. Right. So that's no problem. It's got a USB standard adapter. Everything else is wireless, you know, the Wi-Fi and everything else. It's good enough to edit a basic audio app, to run audio hijack, to capture audio from Skype. I could see a use case for it, for me, because I no longer need all that extra stuff. And I think a lot of other people are in the very same boat. You know, if they're not professional content creators where they need all the external nonsense, maybe just plug in a backup drive every so often, do a time machine backup, unplug it and get on with your business. True, true. And I think, uh, you know, the, the current MacBook Air audience is looking hard at this as their next computer because it's, you know, in a lot of ways, very similar. 
if you could use a MacBook Air in the past, this might be you know just right for you in the future. It's certainly an appealing form factor. I'd love my MacBook Pro to be that small and lightweight. And I would love as that. we've both suggested here, if you have to bring it back into your office and do some stuff that's heavy duty, you can still have the docking station. I assume as the Intel Core M series is improved upon, they'll have faster versions of the chip. Right now it's developed for very, very low power. But as chip fabs get smaller and all this other stuff they do with designs, they'll get more performance out of it. The graphics will be improved. So this is only the first iteration which captures the performance of the MacBook Air in 2011. But then the people in 2011 didn't complain, did they? No, they raved. It was the right computer for, you know, that use case. I'm jealous, uh, but, you know, I made the decision a few years ago that I did not want to maintain a desktop and a laptop anymore. And since I've been doing a lot of video lately, I wanted something that was capable of editing real video, HD video, um, on an airplane or, you know, anywhere but my desk. And the MacBook Pro really has, you know, I got rid of a Mac Pro. You know what Mac Pro I got rid of. It used to live with you. That's and right. It was a beast. The thing was 40 pounds. It, it generated enough heat to keep my office warm all year round. Well, there is that. And, and the you know, I just... Uh, this, this MacBook Pro I bought last year runs Final Cut Pro beautifully. It's got a retina display, which means I can make stuff small enough to look at an HD video, uh, full-size full HD video, with room for my bins and my timeline on the screen. And that's pretty amazing that I can actually, you know, edit HD video at, at uh, its full one, you know, one-to-one pixel displaying on my screen. And there's still room on one built-in display for all the other stuff you need when you're editing. You never consider the Retina iMac? I did, but it's not portable. And I've been spending, uh, you know, uh, upwards of six, seven, eight weeks out of the office every year for various things, some some personal and some business. But I, I needed the ability to be able to sit down wherever I was and edit video if necessary. You know, making a TV show all by yourself takes a lot of it, video editing. It seems like I'm editing video pretty much all the time when I'm not doing something else. Well, I can see the point there. I don't know. I don't think I can live with a portable computer full time. It's too small for me. I got to have the really large screen. I like the 27-inch iMac for home. I've for got travel, it. I can see the use case of a future version of a MacBook. Well, I have a 27-inch monoprice uh, display permanently mounted to my desk it's on one of those you know pole mounts that's attached to the desk but when i'm here i have that 27 inch and i have the 15 inch macbook pro so you know working at home is, is a, just a pleasure and on the road the macbook pros retina display goes up to uh i don't even know what the highest resolution is but it's higher than uh 1920 you know higher than hd way higher let me see if it'll tell me what the highest resolution is. Here we go. 2880 by 1800. That's pretty high resolution, don't you think? 
That's good. Like one one very, everything is very small. That's the problem with it. And I think that's yes, the thing that bothers video me. Video editing. That's the thing. For video editing or running something like Photoshop, it's okay if everything is really small um, in some cases so that you can get your whole whatever you're working on um, on screen at virtually, you know, the real size, one-to-one ratio so that you're not seeing distortion. And the fact that, you know, you can go up to that high resolution, yeah, okay, the tool, the tool palettes and menus are very small at that very high resolution, but you're not really using them too much. You're basically, uh, at that point, the stuff that you need to use, you know the keyboard commands for. Bob Levitas so, always knows the keyboard commands, and he puts them in his books. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night How Live. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Hi, John Hubner from Midas Resources. Are you tired of watching your hard-earned assets dwindle away? As government spending is out of hand and the Federal Reserve is creating in excess of $20 billion a week, are you tired of stockbrokers gambling away your hard-earned money? Is this market a setup for a crash greater than 1987? Too many of today's policies resemble those that led to the collapse of 1929. This is John Hubner, and that was me in 2007. And we all know what happened when the subprime credit bubble burst. By March 2009, the dollar lost 50% of its value. The entire U.S. banking system was on the verge of collapsing. Like all financial problems of the past, is history about to repeat itself? Call me, John Hubner, at 1-800-686-2237, extension 129, before it's too late to protect yourself. Will the oncoming catastrophe take all private IRAs, 401ks with it? There is a way to protect your hard-earned assets. Call me, John Hubner, at 1-800-686. 2237 extension 129. For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy, so you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. 
GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products, most ready to ship same day. Visit the Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey guy. Did you know every woman will layer on 14 pounds of toxins in use of cosmetics alone? Unfortunately, top brands women rely on to look their best may be hiding harsh chemicals that have been linked to cancer, organ failure, and birth defects. Longevity Minerals, an all-natural beauty line that heals your skin from the inside out. Try it today at www.morethanhighhills.com. That's www.morethanhighhills.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. So Bob Levitis has gone all notebook, as has, I guess, a large portion of the Mac user base. I haven't gone there yet. I have to live with the full-size desktop Mac, an iMac, you know, as opposed to one time long, long long in the past where we were using the Mac Pro with a big display, a 30-inch display, as a matter of fact. So I've come down a little bit. Now, I haven't done much road travel lately. So... The question of having a notebook replacement for a five-year-old model hasn't occurred to me yet because I'm not doing enough travel. On the rare occasions I travel, I'll put up with the fact that it weighs a lot. But sometime in the future, all things being equal, proper criteria met, I would consider a larger version of a MacBook. 12 inches, sorry. We can't get into that. It won't work for me. I agree. No, 12-inch screen, I don't think I could deal with. But if they came out with a 15-inch that was, you know, that thin, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really have to start uh, testing the stuff that I do, which is to say Final Cut Pro and Photoshop and, you know, apps that really require a lot of resources. I really need to see how those things work on the new MacBook. Even though it's not something I'm considering, in the future, I'm curious how that new M processor handles heavy-duty apps. I also wonder how it handles parallels and uh, virtual computing stuff. I'm going to try to test that, too. Probably better than you think. Well, we'll see. I, I, hope that, uh, I hope that I'll have one here soon. I'm glad you reminded me I will tickle apple after this and see if uh see if maybe somebody's 
sent me one? I've tickled them a couple of times. Now, in my case, I would want to get the higher-end version of the MacBook because it has the 500-gigabyte solid-state storage. The reason is on my regular MacBook, it's using 300 out of 500 gigabytes. Right. So, therefore, I'd like to be able to match it in terms of the configuration and see how different it feels. Right. Well, I have to say, I made several attempts to get rid of desktop units and go with one portable only, one laptop only. And it wasn't until last year that really it it fell into place, and I'm not unhappy. Um, The last time I did it, I ended up going out and buying a Mac Pro a few months later because the MacBook Pro I was using just wasn't, you know, wasn't quite there for things like editing video on the road. It was okay on my desk because it had FireWire 800 and eSATA ports, and, you know, I, I had fast storage available at home. But on the road, it wasn't so good. But this new one, I've got the uh, big 960 gig internal SSD, and I bought a four terabyte uh, My Passport Pro from Western Digital. That's a, a little baby RAID that's uh, Thunderbolt and uh, bus powered. So I took my whole project on the airplane, and I actually finished an episode at 35,000 feet. And that's something you know. The, up until this MacBook Pro, that wasn't even a possibility. There was no way I could edit HD video. Actually, this is only 720p video, but I could have been editing HD. You'll have to edit 4K video soon. I can edit 4K. I just can't view 4K on this display. But that's a problem everybody's going to have with their current Mac. You know, even the most Retina-E, except for that 5K iMac so far, everybody's going to need different displays to see 4K. Do you think there'll come a time in the next few years where every iMac will be 5K and the high-end will be 8K? It wouldn't surprise me, only because the pixel densities have have, uh, shot up so quickly and the prices have come down so quickly. I mean, I didn't expect 4K to be affordable this year. I I thought 4K was another year away, and already I'm seeing $500 4K TVs. Well, I think for like eight or nine hundred dollars, you can get the new Vizio M series fifty-five inch four K. And it's yeah, not a junk pre- set. You look at the reviews no, of Vizio; pretty it's, they're pretty good. That's pretty reasonable price, and it, like I said, they've managed to bring the pixel densities up and the prices down faster than I really thought they would. I thought it would be at least another year uh, before four K displays came down to the point where they were affordable enough that you could just say, yeah, I'm going to get one. You know, the first time I was considering it was about a year ago when the Mac Pro was announced, the new Mac Pro that looks like a a garbage can thing. Let me just ask you quickly here. We only have a couple of minutes left. I wonder how many people are buying the Mac Pro as opposed to a 5K iMac Retina, because unless you need more than four cores, you're not getting any advantage. Well, the, the, I have to say I was tempted by the, the iMac Retina. That's a great machine that's got everything you could possibly want and more. And, you know, the thing that, that killed me was when it first came out, I was looking at a Mac Pro with 4K displays, and the 4K displays were the same price as a iMac with a 5K display. So I had to buy a $3,000-plus computer, then buy two displays that were 2500 bucks a piece. So they've dropped a lot, the 
4K displays because I know now there's some that are under a thousand dollars. Well, that's the way display technology moves really, really fast. And so I can see where Apple's going. Also, when they talk about the price of the MacBook at $1299, they say, look how expensive it is. You can get yourself a MacBook Air for $899. Yeah. But you add four gigabytes of RAM and you add double the storage. And suddenly the price difference between the MacBook Air 11 inch and the 12 inch MacBook is like a hundred and change. So you get a slightly larger screen. And you know what? You're giving up a little performance, but it's not so bad a deal. Well, it seems to me that there's something where there's a piece we don't have yet to this puzzle because the, the product line was MacBook Pro for performance and, you know, content creation and MacBook Air for on the run, on the go computing. And the MacBook doesn't seem to to slot really on that on that matrix with those two it's kind of neither fish nor fowl it's not quite an air and it's not definitely not a pro but it's kind of a new thing and i I think the part we're missing is what other models are going to come out later in this year and early in next year to to round out the notebook line you know if there's a bunch of other uh sizes and and uh performance capabilities in the macbook line maybe the macbook air is going away it's an outlier you know, i don't know the macbook right now bob levitas yeah, tell is. our listeners please where they can find more of your stuff you want to go to bob TV. yes not dot com but dot tv where you will see the latest episode of the wait for it bob TV show <laughs> Bob Levitas, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. As always, it's been a pleasure. Have me on any time, Gene. Independently leading the way for the nation. Compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to A2Hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, A2Hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. 
It's time to build your own emergency food stockpile with the industry leader, My Patriot Supply. Once you try them, you'll know why so many Americans like you have made them part of their emergency preparedness plan. Experience the My Patriot Supply difference today with this unbelievable offer. Right now, a four-week food supply is only $99, and that includes free shipping. That's 50% off the online price. Call 800-274-3070 to claim yours. Limit two per caller while supplies last. This offer isn't available online, so you want to make sure and grab this opportunity to get prepared today. 800-274-3070 to get your four-week food supply for the incredible price of only $99, and it'll be shipped to you completely free. Call 800-274-3070 right now. That's 800-274-3070 to claim yours while supplies last. Don't wait. Call today. Attention taxpayers, if you've received a notice from the IRS or state, do not ignore it. It's also a big mistake to try and handle your tax problem on your own. If you owe back taxes, it's a fact that the government has the power to take everything you own, including your home, business, wages, savings, and your freedom. But here's the good news. There's a special toll-free tax hotline set up especially for you. This tax hotline will tell you about new programs that are geared to help you dramatically settle, reduce, or eliminate what you owe. But you have to call now. Take down this number or put it in your cell phone. But call 877-345-7645. That's 877 877-345- 7645. When you call, you get free information on how you can reduce or eliminate back taxes, including penalties and interest. You can also be helped if you have unfiled returns, a tax lien, wage garnishment, bank levy, or if you have been entered into a payment plan but can't make the payments. Don't make the big mistake in thinking you can ignore or handle your tax problem on your own. You can stop the collection process immediately at 1-877-345-7645. That's 1-877-345-7645. 1-877-345-7645. Scientific studies have linked inflammation in the human body to several common health challenges suffered by Americans every day. This idea about essential fatty acids getting turned into inflammatory or non-inflammatory chemicals. If you're dealing with an inflammatory issue like arthritis and many diseases and many immune conditions have inflammatory components. If you have any inflammatory issues, essential fatty acids are maybe the most important nutritional supplements you could use. If you have fat absorption problems, you're going to want to take your EFAs with digestive enzymes with fatty meals can also help improve your ability to process and absorb these super, super mega important nutritional compounds, essential fatty acids. To keep inflammation at a minimum in your body, do what Ben Fuchs does and order Ultimate EFAs and Ultimate EFA Plus from Longevity by calling 866-735-2470. That's 866-735-2470. Or on the web at brightsideben.com. That's brightsideben.com. Order today. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. So, unlike other Apple products, if you're very famous, maybe you're in show business, there's a strong possibility Apple handed you an Apple Watch. And of course, it shows up in photos. You know, someone's wearing high fashion. By the way, did you notice they have an Apple Watch? If you were one of the preferred journalists that Apple favors, well, they got Apple Watches a few weeks early and they got a chance to review them, bugs and all. If you go to a ritzy fashion boutique, and there are a few around the world, even in London, I understand, 
you can get one. For people like me and Kirk McElhern, Macworld's iTunes guy, you have to order it the normal way. Unless you want to go to London. Have you thought about that, Kirk? No, it's not worth it. It's I'm a, about two and a half hour train trip to London. And then you've got to get to one of these boutiques. I think there's only one shop in London that's selling them. And apparently there's people waiting online at all of these different boutiques around the world that have the Apple Watch. It's kind of interesting because Apple seems to have wanted to release the watch on launch day in non-tech stores, so fashion-y boutiques. But what they didn't realize is that the usual customers of these stores aren't going to be the people buying them. Once the names of these stores were published, people started lining up outside them just as they would line up for an iPhone launch. So essentially, these stores are serving as a delivery uh, station for Apple. They're not getting any customers who are interested in their products. And if anything, it's going to keep the usual customers out at least the time until they've sold out of their Apple Watches while you've got all the techies who are there trying to get the latest gadget. So it's a lot of hype. It's not a lot of hype, but it, it, it makes no sense for Apple. What, what I read is that none of these stores have more than a few dozen watches. So it makes no sense for Apple to have put them in these stores because I, I think Apple's original thought and this, I'm assuming, is Angela Aaron's original thought. She's the, the vice president in charge of retail, was that you get them in these stores so different people end up buying them than the usual Apple wait-on-wine customer. But that's not at all how it seems to be happening. So you're suggesting here that maybe their game plan isn't working, or does well, it matter? If they know that the watch is in such demand, and they know from you know three minutes after the launch, they should have realized that dropping a few dozen watches into a couple of boutiques wouldn't change anything. It would neither change the way the watch is perceived. It wouldn't change the way uh, the customers of these boutiques react because they won't even have a chance to see it. I kind of think, though, that it gets national and international publicity. And maybe that's what it's all about. I didn't see anything on the news here yet today. And I had the news on at lunchtime. You know, there's a lot of more important things going on in the world these days. You, I don't know. If they'll, yeah, I don't know if they'll talk about it on the evening. I, I watch the BBC News Channel, so it's a, you know, like CNN, it's a 24-hour news channel. Um, so maybe in the evening they'll be talking about it. But uh, what, what I've been seeing on social media, uh, some people have been posting photos. You know, there there aren't hundreds of people online. There are dozens. There are more than enough to buy out all of the available Apple Watches in these stores. But, but they require like appointments. That's what I understand. You still have to make an appointment for a fitting. And then I guess if they have it in stock, you can take it home. I have no idea. You know, I've seen some reports about it. Um, I've also seen reports. Federico Viticci of Mac Stories um, was very excited to hear that a store in Milan was supposed to have them. And he contacted the store and he said, no, the, the store said, no, we don't have it. Apparently, the, the New York Times had reported this. So even the reports of which stores are going to have it don't even seem to be uh, very accurate. Well, that's exciting. And then there's a statement from Angela Ahrens that this is kind of a one-off thing for Apple Watch, that in the future they'll still be offering products on day one from the stores. You'll still have lines queuing around the block, that sort of thing. Well, Apple gets an awful lot of press whenever there's a new iPhone and there are lines around the block. I don't think they need that press. I don't see that it benefits them. On the other hand, I would consider this product launch 
to be a bit of a debacle in the sense that you're telling customers, okay, we're going to let you order these things online at a particular time. If you happen to be about 10 minutes late, you're out of luck, which is a bit of an exaggeration because apparently it took six hours for every single model to sell out. It's the, the most requested model sold out in literally five or six minutes. And then you come along and you go on the Apple store and you see you won't get it till June or July. Uh, I think we talked about this the last time I was on the show. I just don't think this is how you launch a product and how you treat your customers. But there was some suspicion on your part, as I recall, about Apple doing this. And I get the impression you felt that there was a hype value in that, too, that look what happens yeah. here, a brand new product in a brand new product category has just sold out for a week. Isn't that fabulous? Yeah, I, I, I think they were not in any hurry to manufacture a lot of these. I don't think Apple was worried they weren't going to sell a million or two million or three million or whatever, but I think they wanted to create this penury and make people think that it's selling more than it actually is. We have no idea how much it's selling, and even if it sells, the estimates are like two million-ish around the world. Even if it sells two million, this is not the general public. The general public buys iPhones. The general public is not buying this. This is you and me, early adopters, geeks, tech fanatics, and all that who are buying it. The real test is going to be what happens in a few months after the first wave of orders have been supplied. You know, what happens when we get to the fall, for instance? Because they're talking about, they've said that many of these pre-orders will be delivered sooner than what has been announced. So for instance, when I ordered mine, I got four to six weeks for delivery, which I think is May 12th to May 26th, something like that. Now, apparently some people have been getting notices that their watches are going to be delivered sooner. I may not have to wait until May 12th. I may get it the first of May. Who knows? The, the real test, though, is when you get to the point that you don't have to wait anymore, when they've got the manufacturing and shipping cycle meeting demand, and then you want to see how many people were really buying them and, and how much of a, a demand there was. Did we talk since I tried one on? I don't think we did. I wasn't on the show since then, was I? I don't believe you were. I think we had a couple of emails about it. Okay, so let me phrase this. So Kirk ordered two Apple Watches before ever trying one on because he did it the first yep. morning it went on sale, not long yep. after the doors open virtually. Yeah. And then you went to a dealer, and you might as well tell us where, to try one on and maybe start in this segment to detail the experience, but bear in mind that we'll have to do a break very quickly. Go ahead. Sure. So on the Monday following the day that I ordered, so the order started on Fridays, and on the Monday following, I went to a store in Solihull, which is a, a town about 45 minutes from me. It's a very nice upscale shopping mall uh, in the suburb of Birmingham. I had uh, an appointment online. Well, the first thing I found very interesting is I went up there and the guy who, you know, I went to find the person who was handling the appointments and he said, oh, you're that guy who writes for Macworld and has a website. And I said, yep. So he had seen my name and obviously recognized it. You know, the advantage of having an, an uncommon name. Um, and they were all very friendly there. But the first thing I noticed was that there was no one else trying on the watch at the time I was there. I had set the appointment up for 1130, I think. Yeah, this was a pretty busy shopping mall, and there were no, there were there was no one else. They had three um, stations set up to try it on, and the time I spent about a half hour there talking to the people in the store after I tried it on, 
and no one else came in and, and they admitted to me that they got a few over the weekend, but they were able to um, give people try-ons who hadn't even uh, reserved appointments. My son who lives in Paris on that Friday evening, he went to the Galerie Lafayette, which is the big uh, upscale department store, which is selling the Apple Watch edition as well as the other ones. And he was able to get a try-on something like six o'clock in the evening. There was no one there trying it on. So I get the feeling that the general public is not very interested in this device. They don't see it the same way they see a phone. It's a version one device. And when smartphone, when the iPhone first came out, when smartphones were becoming predominant, a lot of people didn't see the interest either. Let's do the break here. Kirk McElhern and Gene Steinberg on the Tech Night How Live. Nation's largest independently owned and operated talk radio network, the Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV Gold isn't for you? Ted Anderson, president of Midas Resources, one of the world's premier gold and precious metal investing firms. I get it. You wouldn't buy gold if you believed that the government is doing a great job, that the Fed will stop handing out trillions of dollars like bailout candy, that Social Security would be there for you. That's not what's happening. You might even pass on gold if the stimulus package wouldn't fuel inflation, or that the dollar wouldn't lose value, or that your retirement would be secure. If all looks rosy to you, then now is not the time to buy gold. 
For the realists, there have never been more sobering reasons to diversify with gold. Since 2001, the U.S. dollar index has tanked 30% while gold has risen 300%. Right now, savvy investors are adding gold to their portfolios. You should too. Find out what they know. Call us and I'll send you 10 reasons why gold will do very well, free. 800-686-2237. 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Attention taxpayers, if you've received a notice from the IRS or state, do not ignore it. It's also a big mistake to try and handle your tax problem on your own. If you owe back taxes, it's a fact that the government has the power to take everything you own, including your home, business, wages, savings, and your freedom. But here's the good news. There's a special toll-free tax hotline set up especially for you. This tax hotline will tell you about new programs that are geared to help you dramatically settle, reduce, or eliminate what you owe. But you have to call now. Take down this number or put it in your cell phone. But call 877-345-7645. That's 877 877-345- 7645. When you call, you get free information on how you can reduce or eliminate back taxes, including penalties and interest. You can also be helped if you have unfiled returns, a tax lien, wage garnishment, bank levy, or if you have been entered into a payment plan but can't make the payments. Don't make the big mistake in thinking you can ignore or handle your tax problem on your own. You can stop the collection process immediately at 1-877-345-7645. That's 1-877-345-7645. 1-877-345-7645. You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle live with Gene Steinberg. We have Kirk McElhern and we're talking about Apple Watch. And by the way, we'll mention it later. iFixit.com, whom we had on the show last week actually had the chance to tear it down, an Apple Watch, break it apart, see what is involved in replacing the battery, which Apple will charge $79 for out of warranty plus shipping. And they went through this process. We'll talk a little bit about it, but we're in touch also with iFixit, and they'll have someone on the show next week to really detail the process. What Kyle Weens tells me he did was to send Andrew Goldberg, who was also on the show last week, to Australia to be among the first to get a hold of an Apple Watch and tear it down. Isn't that nice, Kirk? Wouldn't you like to have a budget where you can just send somebody to the other side of the world to do something? Yeah, it's interesting that iFixit in recent years has become an invaluable resource for people with tech devices. I remember a few years ago, I I wanted to switch a hard drive in a Mac Mini. This was before, this was back when you needed a putty knife to open the plastic thing on the top. And I used their um, teardown and walkthrough and everything. Their photos are very detailed. Everything's numbered with steps, tells you exactly what you need, how to do it. It's really a wonderful resource. And I say hats off. Uh, it makes sense that they sent someone to Australia to be one of the first um, because they really have carved out a, a, a niche in the tech industry of being able to show people what's inside their gadgets. And to bear in mind something else too. For many of these projects they sell the tools you need yeah so in the days when you needed a putty knife to open up the mac mini they'd sell you something that would do that now these days it's even worse like you want to tear down some one of the recent imacs up till 2009 to 2011 you could use suction cups because the screen was held together with magnets and i've seen the process i had done on mine And then the newer models with the very thin sides and the bulbous middle, 
it's held together with adhesive tape. And to pry that off and to gently put the tape back on, I will never do it. I don't recommend it. I recommend upgrading if you feel it's necessary, but let the dealer do it. Anyway, we go back to an Apple store where Kirk McElhern is trying on his Apple Watch. And he pointed out, not a lot of people there. But tell us more about the experience itself. So I, I had already um, recorded the two watches I was interested as favorites on the Apple website. And so they had this information when I went there, and they knew the ones I wanted to try. And I explained to the person, well, I'm really interested in checking out how these different watch bands are. Um, unfortunately, I wanted to try the 42-millimeter stainless steel with the Milanese loop, and they only had the the Milanese loop on a stainless steel in 38. So I wasn't able to tell if the Milanese loop is long enough for my... You've, you've seen these pictures of how the loop, the, the magnetic loops clasp, right? Um, the leather loop, uh, you have one piece that goes through a, what would you call it, like a grommet in the other end, and then loops over. But with the Milanese loop, it doesn't come out of the grommet, so it stays closed. So it has to be big enough for you to fit your hand through um, unlike the leather loop, which basically your hand could be any size, um, but it's your wrist that counts. So I wasn't able to try on the Milanese loop in the size that I needed. Um, since it was the smaller watch, it was probably also a shorter watch band. Uh, they did let me switch bands um, to try the leather loop um, on the uh, the black aluminum watch. Um, and they were very helpful. They were very friendly um, you, you know, you go in an Apple store, they don't, um, they don't work on a commission. So they're not pushing you to buy things, even though I'm sure they have quotas that they have to meet, but they're always very good about not really being, giving you a hard sell. And it was the same thing with the watch. They know they can't even sell it. All they can do is tell you to go home and order it and hope you'll get one, you know, by the end of the summer. Um, so the attitude from the person who was dealing with me was very much, okay, here's what it is. Check it out. Um, you know, what do you want to know? Basically there was no real sales pitch, but you could tell that that was part of the process that Apple had defined for this. Apple had clearly, um, made a template of the way people had to, to react and, you know, the way they hold the watch, the way they wipe it off after they take it off you, you know, these guys were certainly acting on a script. But the person who was doing it, he was very friendly and, and helpful, and he basically let me do what I wanted with him. At the end, did you regret your decisions of what to buy, or did this reinforce them? Well, so I ordered two watches. One was the space gray aluminum, and the other is the stainless steel with the black sport band. The first thing I noticed, there's a difference of about 20 grams in the watch body from the aluminum to the stainless steel. And the first thing I noticed is that 20 grams make a, a lot of difference when it's on your wrist. It's not so much that the weight at an absolute level is, is heavy. It's that I don't wear a watch tight. I want it to be slightly loose. And that extra weight means that it moves around uncomfortably. So I had been pretty sure, so I ordered the two watches and either I'll return one or cancel one order before they ship or something like that. And I was pretty sure I was going to end up keeping the stainless steel, but now I'm pretty sure I'll end up keeping the aluminum. All right. Well, that makes a lot of sense. I'll have to try and, one. And the, other, and the other thing is that I tried on this leather loop band, which is just wonderful. Um, it's quite expensive, but I think I'm going to order one of those. Um, I, the the problem, again, I'm not sure about the length of the band that I tried on, but the one that I tried on with the sport band, um, 
it was at the very last hole to be able to fit on my wrist. Um, but it might have been, you know, it comes in two sizes, small, medium, and medium large, and it might have been the smaller one. And I only realized after I left that I didn't think to ask which size the band was. Um, so while while the sport band is very comfortable, it doesn't feel like plastic. It doesn't feel like rubber. Um, if it's that short, if it's the last hole, it doesn't seem like the best way to wear it. So I'll see that after I get the watch. There has been some information this week that Apple will allow you to swap watch bands. But it's not clear if you can... I think what I read is that you can only get exchange a band for a band that's already sold with the same model. So, for instance, if I wanted to have the leather loop on the space gray aluminum, they wouldn't swap it. So I'd have to pay full price for that band instead of getting back the amount, you know, the value of the, the sport band. We'll have to see how that decision works out. Now, let's just talk about the stories that came about before the Apple Watch was released as to whether it will be upgradable. And from what I read at iFixit, and we'll have more information from them next week, from what I read, no. (laughs) It's very difficult to even take out the actual S1 computing module, which is what, soaked in resin or something? Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, there there had been a thought that possibly, at least for the Apple Watch Edition, um, it, there would be a way of removing the guts and switching them for a newer version in a couple of years. That doesn't seem to be the case. Now, to be honest, um, uh, iFixit only looked at an aluminum watch, but it seems very unlikely that it it it, it would be very surprising if the gold watch was made differently from the aluminum watch because the guts are exactly the same size. So everything that's glued together is going to be glued together in the same place. Well, we can assume that. I guess somebody will eventually tear down the edition. But I don't know how fair that would be. Well, they can say that you're spending $10,000, you deserve extra privileges. But still, you know, that's still a quantitative measure. So we'll have to see how it works. The other thing is here, evidently iFixit needs a razor blade and a very tiny screwdriver of some weird kind to take off the back to be able to replace the battery. Now, I was thinking of this process because I have, as I've mentioned 2,000 times here on the show, a guest watch worth about $75 I got maybe 10 years ago. And it looks pretty good. And there's a way this, they use a device to pry off the cover or unscrew the cover on a watch. It's a very straightforward process to replace the battery. Let's go into that in a moment. Now, when it comes to this show, we've got more to offer you. What do I mean? Well, we have a new service called Tech Night Owl Plus. And the reasoning behind Tech Night Owl Plus is that we can give you a version of the show without the network ads, we also give you higher quality audio. So as I said before, when people like Bob Levitas have a brand new mic to check out, well, we can let you hear it in all its glory. So here's what you do to get information about Tech Night Owl Plus. Go to plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S.technightowl.com. There's a modest monthly annual or five-year subscription rate. It's like a buck and a quarter for each week's show, plus.technightowl.com. Please check it out. 
Kirk McElhern is here on the Tech Night Out Live. Great minds think alike. The network for the independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network. GCN. Attention, do you owe money to the IRS or have years of unfiled returns? Are you being audited or receiving threatening letters? If the answer is yes, you need help. The IRS can seize your property and assets, impose fines and penalties, garnish your wages, and even go after your bank account. Don't take on the IRS by yourself. Don't let the IRS destroy your life. Take action now. Call our team of experts for a free and confidential initial evaluation. We've helped thousands resolve their tax problems. Let us help you. 800-261-7073. 800-261-7073. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. It's time to build your own emergency food stockpile with the industry leader, My Patriot Supply. Once you try them, you'll know why so many Americans like you have made them part of their emergency preparedness plan. Experience the My Patriot Supply difference today with this unbelievable offer. Right now, a four-week food supply is only $99, and that includes free shipping. That's 50% off the online price. Call 800-274-3070 to claim yours. Limit two per caller while supplies last. This offer isn't available online, so you want to make sure and grab this opportunity to get prepared today. 800-274-3070 to get your four-week food supply for the incredible price of only $99, and it'll be shipped to you completely free. Call 800-274-3070 right now. That's 800-274-3070 to claim yours while supplies last. Don't wait. Call today. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. I'm Gene Steinberg. A reminder to please check plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com for news about Tech Night Out Plus, our special service where you get an enhanced version of the show, 41 minutes of network ads removed for a modest monthly fee. To learn more, go to plus.technightout.com. The iTunes guy, Kirk McElhern's here. We're talking about Apple Watch. Now, as I was mentioning, if you have a standard watch like this guest watch, it uses standard battery. It takes about a minute to unscrew the back cover the battery is very easy to replace it kind of slides out and you slide in a new battery you could do it yourself they even sell a kit at walmart for i don't know a dollar or so and you pay two and a half three dollars for the battery or they do it for you for six dollars jewelry stores charge 15 really that's a lot of money yeah and i realize here the person at walmart probably having been very specifically trained on doing this one process knows it pretty well Also, the person involved will know how to take links out of a bracelet, 
Okay, so here's the thing. It costs $6 and change to have somebody replace the battery on my guest watch. On Apple Watch, you got to use all these weird tools. The razor blade, a weird screwdriver. If Apple does it, it's $79. I don't even know if the battery will be available after market. I kind of feel that Apple could have found a better way. Don't you think so? Well, the problem is that in your watch, you take the back off, right? And you've got, you probably got one of these little, it, it's a hexagonal or octagonal thing, and you've got a little tool. Apple can't do it on the back because that's where the sensors are. So they've got to do it from by taking the screen off. Now, this may seem inefficient, but I think they're assuming more planned obsolescence that most people are never going to eventually want to replace the battery. Uh, the reports that came out say that it's going to last a thousand charge cycles. Now, if a charge cycle is a day, that means your battery will be dead before the end of three years. Let's round it up to three years. That's not a very long time. I've had laptop batteries that have lasted six years, at least. Are you recharging them every day? Well, I don't deplete them every day, if that's what you mean. So yeah, that could be the difference. Um, back in the day with a white iBook, it was called, the white iBook, the white plastic one. It was something that I was using and charging daily. It was my main computer and I didn't keep it plugged in. I would plug it in and unplug it because that's healthier for the battery. And I think it still lasted about six years like that. But yeah, I'm not carrying a laptop around with me. I don't really know how to check the battery health on my iPhone, um, which is now about 18 months old, but it doesn't keep a charge as well these days as it did in the past. Of course, iOS 8 seems to have some effect on that as well. So first of all, would people still be using this after three years? Or does it get tossed into a drawer? Second, will people overuse it in the sense that they're using it so much and charging it so much that they're shortening the life? Or will a lot of people just use it the same way they use their phone, recharging it every day, and get roughly three years of, of whatever? If, if they are using this device regularly, if people commit to it, you'd expect that by the, the end of the three years, they're going to be buying a new model. But even if not, if Apple is charging $79 plus handling costs, you know, I that, understand that seems excessive. Well, it seems excessive when you look at the price of the Sport model. It's a little bit less excessive when you compare it to the price of the stainless steel watch. And it's a drop in the bucket on the addition. The point yeah. being here, that's a price that's not inconsistent with an iPhone. So therefore, I suppose some will replace the battery at that particular point in time. The big disappointment, once again, Kirk, and I'm sure you agree with me, is the lack of upgradability. There's no yeah. real way to do that. And that's unfortunate. It may also be that Apple hopes to add that capability eventually, but in terms of engineering and everything, this is the first version. Well, looking at the iFixit teardown, looking at the shape of the case, it doesn't look like it would be impossible for them to come up with a thing that goes in the case, which contains all the guts, and then slips in, snaps in, screws in, whatever. It doesn't seem impossible. And again, remember, the cases are exactly the same shape on all three watches. And, and of course, this is going to have to be the case. They're not going to change the shape of these watches. Like a new generation may be a different shape, but each generation is going to have the same shape for just cost efficiency. But when you look at it, it doesn't look like it would be impossible for them to come up with a way that it sort of plugs in somehow. But I, you know, this isn't what Apple wants to do. They want to sell watches. They want to sell more in two or three years. Um, they want the planned obsolescence. But yeah, you see, if you have enough money, though, to buy a watch for 10000 or up to $17,000, 
and upgrade it every couple of years. Well, more power to you. I think that's still almost insulting to say, look, if you buy a Rolex for $10,000, it's going to last year after year as long as you keep it up. If you buy an Apple Watch for $10,000, well, a couple of years maybe. Let's say five years in the sense that you're talking about people who will be buying the latest iPhone. And when we get to iOS 11 or 12, the original Apple Watch will probably no longer be compatible. So even if it still works, even if you've replaced the battery, you haven't broken it, um, it'll end up being incompatible with the current I- with the current iPhone in some years. Well, we're just guessing. But, here, but I think this is something, you know, I, I'm, I'll be very frank. I'm tired of talking about the Apple Watch edition. Um, I've said it. I may have said it on this show before. I think we're not going to see another Apple Watch edition after this version. I think it's a vanity project for Johnny Ive because he's into luxury stuff and particularly luxury watches. Um, I think it's an anti-Apple product. It doesn't go with Apple's ethos. Um, I feel that Tim Cook was embarrassed when he presented it and mentioned the price on stage. Maybe they're going to keep making it in a very limited edition to give to celebrities and their friends and board members and the top executives. Again, since the guts of the watch is the same, it doesn't cost them that much to hand mill a bunch of gold bodies for it. I really don't care about it anymore. I really don't care. If people want to throw their money away on something like that, they're certainly throwing their their money away on other stupid things. Like you get people who who get an iPhone um, and get Swarovski to to stick little diamonds all over it for, I don't know, $20,000. I don't know. I'm I'm a curmudgeon on that one. Um, I'm more interested in, will this device be a success? And, I don't, you know, the Macalope had a has been running several columns um, skewering people who are saying it's not a success. And while I really appreciate the Macalope, which is this um, mythical character who writes on on the Macworld website, he's um, some some person, some guy. We assume it's a guy who has adopted this right, pseudonym or nom de plume. Do you know who he is? Does anyone other than the editors? I don't. I've never asked. I don't think it's anyone I know personally because I probably would have heard. Um, but my, my point is, Lamacolo has been skewering people who's saying that this might not be the success that it is. And of course, um, it's a success because it sold out in six hours. That's not what it is. The success is next year. The success is Christmas. The, the success is how many people continue wearing this watch after three months, six months? Because the stats on um, fitness trackers, whether you wear them on your wrist or on your belt or whatever, show that the majority of people stop using them within six months. So the, for the Apple Watch to be successful, it has to meet a need that we didn't know we have. Now, we've seen that the Apple Watch store is available, and apparently there are 3,000 apps. About two-thirds of them are pretty bad, um, if not more than two-thirds. But I don't want to play games on a watch. I don't want to, you know, it, it's not, for, for me, the watch is a device that tells time, uh, tracks fitness, and gives notifications. If I want to play games, I'll use my iPhone with the bigger screen. The idea of using a watch to play a little game, to answer a question, trivia crack, just seems a bit excessive. I, I can't, maybe we're going to see people walking down the street looking at their wrists instead of looking at their cell phones as they do today. Well, um, you know, that raises a bigger question I'd like to talk to you about in our next, in the segment. next segment. Right. And the reason is somebody has filed a lawsuit that involves smartwatches 
and distracted driving. Do you want to know more? Yes. <laughs> Does it even make sense? Except there was a story about it in the LA Times. But I'll tell you more in a moment. We have Kirk McElhern. He's Macworld's iTunes guy. Also, he has Kirkville at McElhern.com. I'm going to ask him about a column he wrote there recently. More to come on the Tech Night How Live. Neighbors, let Bitdefender worry about security. Just enjoy your Mac. Bitdefender antivirus for Mac. Complete protection 24-7. And take a selfie with your Mac, post it on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and tag it Hug-A-Mac for a chance to win a MacBook Air. To learn more, go to bitdefender.com backslash hugamac, bitdefender.com backslash hugamac. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. Friends, this is Alex Jones for MidasResources.com. For more than 15 years, I have exclusively used Midas Resources for all my precious metal needs. Whether it's bullion or collectibles you're looking for, Midas Resources is simply the best. I own my gold as a hedge against inflation. This Federal Reserve fiat currency could go the way of the Deutschmark and the Weimar Republic anytime. In these historically dangerous times, it makes sense to physically hold gold and silver. Midas already has some of the best deals in the industry. But if you give them a call and mention the radio special, they will give you a list of the day's super specials. Midas brokers are standing by to answer all your questions at 800-686-2237. They also have a lot of informative free literature explaining the opportunities and risk of holding precious metals. They are ready to answer your questions at 800-686-2237. Again, that's 800-686-2237. Positive results from satisfied customers of Heart and Body Extract continue to pour into our website, hbextract.com. This is Al from New Jersey. One day I saw your ad for Heart and Body Extract. And it mentioned that it would help me with angina, so I decided to order. I figure I had nothing to lose. Heart and Body Extract supplies your body with everything it needs to balance itself and maintain optimal heart and circulatory health with no negative side effects. I took the formula three times a day as directed, and I kid you not, within four days, my angina pain was completely gone. Order HB Extract by calling 866-295-5305 or online at hbextract.com. That's 866-295-5305 or hbextract.com. I could not believe it actually stopped the pain. Heart and Body Extract actually works. This is just an amazing product. Even the numbness in my hands is completely gone. Heart and Body Extract for a long and healthy life. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System 
system today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at GoBerkey.com. That's GoBerkey.com today. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So Tech Night Owl Live, Kirk McElhern is here, the iTunes guy. And in connection with that, we'll talk about something related to iTunes shortly, which I think he knows about. Mm-hmm. All right. So somebody, I guess an L.A. attorney, files this lawsuit against Apple, Samsung, Microsoft, people who are involved in fitness-type devices, saying that people glancing at their smartwatches will be distracted for a longer period than people glancing at smartphones, basing it on some wackading, isn't that a nice phrase, a wackading survey by some UK-based company. Of course, Apple Watch wasn't included because it wasn't available. But regardless here, one of the things mentioned about the Apple Watch is that instead of having to take out your smartphone or keep it next to you, you just glance at your watch every so often, it doesn't distract from you as much. I mean, if you want to know the time, most cars have a clock of some sort that you can set. Which a lot of cars accurate, with infotainment systems actually have screens that display notices. So the point being that if you're glancing at your watch, it won't take as much of your attention away, I think. But this lawsuit is saying they should set up a $1 billion fund to educate teens about how to use their smartwatches. $1 billion. $1, One billion, billion, my friend. But the That's, problem being here and, is and I don't the, think the, the teens are the big audience for a smartwatch yet. The lawyer filing the lawsuit, he would get 30% of that, right? 30 or 40%, I'm not sure. Yeah. You know, I actually wondered about this when the watch was announced, whether it would be a problem for driving. And I was trying to imagine how it would work. I'm not so sure that it's necessarily better than a smartphone. Um, there are certain things. The problem is, if you're just doing it to check the time, answer a text message, or even a phone call, it's certainly a lot better than a smartphone or your standard hands-free um, device. However, if people are tempted to do more with the watch, it might actually end up being more distracting than a smartphone because it's a new device. People have had smartphones for years. Everyone's pretty familiar with how you tap and swipe and get to your apps and all that, and, and the watch is a very new device, and it might not be that simple. But a $1 billion fund, first of all, I don't think teenagers are the, are the prime audience for this. I think it's more 20, 30-something urban professional tech early adopter types for now. Except those, of course, who are rich and famous. Yeah. Like rich these rich lawyers who file these nonsense lawsuits. There's that. Yeah. I'm actually interested to see how this is going to play out, whether it will be more efficient for people. I haven't really looked too closely at the apps so, you know, we've got um, Apple's Maps app. I tend to use Waze 
when I'm in a car, I don't drive, my partner drives and, and I do the co-piloting. I think any of these apps, if you're the only person driving, it does make more sense that it be on your wrist unless you're using one of these suction cup things on the inside of your windshield where you've put the phone where you can see it so you can get your um, directions more easily. But it'll be interesting to see how it works. The, the small display makes it an awful lot more difficult to see a lot of information. Well, I think one of the things that was mentioned in the Wired magazine article about the development of Apple Watch is that the Apple executive who talked to the reporter seemed to be less distracted with his Apple Watch than he expected he'd be with an iPhone. But of course, that could be play acting. How do we know? By the way, that lawyer, I think he's over at (laughs) www.ambulancechasers.com. There is a site owned by Warner Brothers called ambulancechasers.com. It may be something for a future movie. Let's talk about some other things here. There was something over at McElhern.com, Kirkville, about the argument often voiced as to whether iTunes is a bloated application. Fat, bloated. It's been around since, what, 2000, 2001, after 15 years. A lot of craft there. But, of course, that's not true because it's redeveloped in a much newer programming language than the days before OS X. So there have been a lot of changes, and you're pointing out that as apps go, it's not so fat and bloated. The first thing is you really need to define bloated. And I, I took the Wikipedia definition. So basically, this is an article that I wrote for Tidbits back in 2010, and I decided it was time to update. It's been five years, and iTunes has undergone an awful lot of changes since then. So I started with the Wikipedia definition of what bloated software is. And it talks about software that's slower, uses more memory, disk space, requires you know faster processors and all that. So this is the kind of thing you see with a new game, for instance. A new game is released and your computer's not fast enough. So that you could talk about bloat. Other things is, you remember back in the day, I guess Word 6 was the really, really bad version of Word. It probably took about a minute to launch back then. Now, slower disks, slower processors, slower RAM, less RAM, you know, all these variables come into play. These aren't the issues that people blame iTunes for anymore, because in general, any computer made in the past few years, any Mac at least, Windows is a little bit different, any Mac is fast enough, has enough RAM, has enough disk space. I've got an SSD in each of my Macs. Um, I've got enough RAM. So, you know, when I launch iTunes, it launches in a second. And you know the difference between an SSD and a hard drive, even these days on a hard drive, it'll launch in no more than five seconds. The criticism now, the, the biggest criticism is there are too many things that iTunes manages, so it needs to be split into a bunch of different apps. There should be a sync app, a music app, a videos app, an apps app, a store app, an audiobooks app, or audiobooks could go with the iBooks app a podcast, et cetera, et cetera. When people say this, it's just some sort of a gut reaction to their frustration with the interface in iTunes. It's not the fact that iTunes itself is bloated. The fact that it manages multiple kinds of media is actually a bit of a shortcut that you don't need to launch six apps when you're dealing with a lot of different media. So I I basically examine these claims and say, you know, it's really not bloated. You think it's bloated because you don't know how to use it, here are some ways to make it seem simpler. So I explained in the article how you can turn off the iTunes store so you don't ever have to see it, how you can eliminate some of the media libraries so you don't have to see the little buttons. It's the same iTunes when you do that. It's going to run just as fast. Well, the thing to bear in mind, too, is that 
iTunes is just the core application. It's using a database of your music files. It's being a web browser when you go to the iTunes store to check things out. And how fast that works depends on your internet connection. Yeah, the iTunes store does is, is affected by your internet access. One of the problems with iTunes 12 is that the store is so baked into the app that you may end up, when you change media kinds, let's say you want to go from your music library to your movies library, you may end up in the store, and that slows everything up because you need to click again, but also because you're waiting for the pages to load, and that's a bit of a headache. But that's not bloated. That's an external, as you say, it's your internet connection. Part of it is the interface design in iTunes, and I don't agree that the iTunes store should be so prominently a, a part of the iTunes everyday experience. Bear in mind, a few years ago, it was worse to remember that iTunes store sidebar, which you could hide, but if it was visible, anytime you clicked on a song or an artist or an album, that sidebar would populate. Let's populate this on the Tech Night Owl Live. <laughs> Not just an alternative to the mainstream media. We're the premier independent talk radio network. We are GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Call 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. 
So we decided to upgrade the look of our home. You know, improve the curb appeal. We decided to add the look of stone to the exterior. We really like the stacked stone look. Yeah, but when I checked into the price, it was ridiculous. No way could we afford it. Then a friend told me about Genstone. G-E-N-S-T-O-N-E. Genstone comes in lightweight panels made of polyurethane. They've actually engineered the hassle out of installation. No mortar, no mesh. It was easy. Even I could do it. We just screwed the panels to the wall and it looks like stone. I mean, it really looks like stone. Yeah, from the box to the wall in minutes. We love the look of our home now. And Genstone is durable, comes with a 25-year warranty, and offers additional R-value for insulation. If you want the look of stone at a price you can afford, call Genstone at 855-955-STONE. Trust me, you'll save money. And you'll love the look. 855-955-STONE. That's 855-955-7866. You pick up the receiver with your heart racing and sweat dripping from your forehead. You finally muster the courage to dial the number to call into your favorite talk radio show. It rings once, twice, and then... Hello, it's GCN. What's your name and the state you're calling from? Surprised you got through, you squeak out. Jason from Minnesota. Please hold. As you patiently wait for your turn, you begin to daydream about being a famous talk radio host and what it would be like to have your own show. Jason from Minnesota, you're up. Millions of loyal listeners worldwide waiting to call and talk to you. Caller, are you there? Cheering crowds surround you, calling out your name. Going once, twice. Okay, we gotta move on to the next caller. You blew it. Huh? Wait, no! Interact with the host you're listening to right now online at GCNlive.com. Click on the community link. Engage with other listeners. Ask questions. Start debates. Don't agree with the host? Let them know. Be a part of the community at GCNlive.com. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. We have Kirk McLehern populating on iTunes. He's the iTunes guy, so he can do anything he wants for Macworld. I'm kidding here, but the argument being, of course, whether iTunes is a bloated app. Now, I looked at my copy on my iMac, and it's a little over 306 megabytes, which is not too large. I mean, I'll give you a contrast. I'm running the Office 2016 public beta from Microsoft. So Word is 1.62 gigabytes, all right? Outlook is 812. Apple's iMovie is 2.9. iPhoto is 1.7. Now, to be fair, um, apps like iMovie and iPhoto, they're full of all sorts of templates and things so you can create movies and albums and all that. But if you are looking at the size of the app, you need to take that into account. Um, If you look at iTunes uh, at, as you say, 306 megabytes, most of iTunes, most of that space is taken up by language files because it's localized in 30 or 40 languages. Uh, if you look at the actual executable code of the program and the libraries that it loads, it's only 68 megabytes. That's pretty slim when you think about it. Apple's photos, the new photos for OS ten Yosemite, 50 megabytes. 50. That's interesting, isn't it? So they've gotten rid of all the albums that are in iPhoto, so you don't have any of these graphics that you would use to compose your albums. And 
it's really quite impressive that they slimmed it down so much. It really is. This said, it's only compatible with 10.10, whereas iPhoto's got to go back several um, versions of OS X. Yeah, I've got photos here of my dog, Teddy Bear. Just looking at photos right now, I'm thinking, hey, that's... Of course, the reason is it's fundamentally a database application, too, because it's looking at the database of your photos, but it also does editing to some degree, not as much as Aperture. But there you go. So the sum total is here is that iTunes is not bloated. The functions that it requires to do, such as dealing with a database of apps and music on your Mac's hard drive, depends on the size of the library a little bit, although it works with large libraries pretty well, and also the speed of your hard drive. So if you have a slower hard drive, it takes longer. To go to the online store, it's a matter of your internet connection. So it's not really impacted by the core application. But the features can drive people nuts, especially the the changes that Apple does. Yeah, and because it's not always that transparent to use. As I said earlier, a lot of people think it should be split. um, And in particular, to have a separate app for syncing, that to me just makes no sense. Do you want to open six apps? Do you want to have to open at least one other app whenever you sync something or it opens automatically? So let's say you've got a music app on your Mac and that's open and then you want to sync something, you got to open the sync app and then maybe you want to change something in your music library that you're going to sync so you need to open that app as well. I mean, it's just, you know, one thing, so people will always compare this to iOS where there's separate apps, but iOS is different because you only see one window at a time. It's not true multitasking the way it is on a Macs or Windows. So if you have six apps open on a Mac or on a, on a Windows computer, you've got six windows on iOS, you just don't see the other apps that are hidden. Um, But of course, the biggest reason why Apple will not split this is Windows. There are far more Windows users than Mac users um, who work with iTunes. And it's very clear that Apple cannot come up with a half a dozen apps to replace iTunes for Windows users. It would just be too complicated. And right now, of course, Microsoft is busy with Windows 10. So we'll see what iTunes for Windows 10 looks like. Although it's pretty shaky, by the way. There is a public beta of Windows 10. If you want to try it, fine. They're supposed to release it in three, four months. But right now, it doesn't look like it's quite ready. They even have placeholders still. Although Microsoft's excuse is going to be that this is an ongoing development project. We'll always have regular updates. So if we deliver less on opening day, those features will come eventually. But that's Microsoft, so can you rely on that? In any case, if Apple were to make the ideal iTunes for the iTunes guy, what do you think they should do? Um, Well, there's a lot that they should do. There are a lot of things that I think need to be changed, and we we talked about this, I think, last time. Um, I've written a series about things that need to be fixed. I think Apple needs to start talking to people, I don't want to say people like me, but people who use iTunes with large media libraries, be it music or movies or whatever, and better understand how they use it. I think people who work in Apple might not have the um, the correct perspective on the way users work with iTunes. You know, I get a dozen two dozen emails a week, um, either directly to my website or to the email address for the iTunes guy column. And I see the kind of problems that people have. 
And these aren't the problems that Apple is seeming to address when they update iTunes, particularly iTunes 12. It just confuses people. So I think they need to pay a little bit more attention to the way people work with it. So in iTunes 12, they came up with this nifty um, sort of multiple navigation system. You've got your media libraries at the top left, and then you've got these navigation tabs in the center of the window. And it it basically gives you two ways of moving around, but that's confusing to too many people. I, I think iTunes 10 was quite good in the way it was organized, um, the way people were, were able to navigate their, their media. And I think iTunes 11 and iTunes 12 um, just made things a lot more complicated. There's only so much you can do to simplify the way a database displays, because remember, iTunes is a database. Um, it displays entries in a database, songs and albums and movies and apps and all that. And there aren't that many ways you can do this. I think they need to stop trying to make each new version different and settle on something that focuses more on usability instead of trying to stick the iTunes store all over the place. So that would be iTunes 13. Yeah, iTunes you think Lucky there's going to be a 13? Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. Will they have an iTunes 13? Or will they skip to iTunes 2016 or something like that? Ooh, that's a has a ring to it. Let's ask Jeff Robin and see what he has to say about it. Because, you know, 13, it's just, it just doesn't work. So there's not going to be an OS 10.13. There'll be an OS 10, 11, 10, 12, and then OS 2018 or something. Yeah. I want, I wonder, you know, because you know, it's funny when you, it's just a superstition, but you, you know, like I do, you go into most, uh, tall buildings in the United States, there's no 13th floor. Um, you do have 13th floors over here in Europe. I've, I don't think I've ever seen one that doesn't. Um, but in the States, it's just considered to be something you just don't do. It's like you don't mention the name of the Scottish play when you're a Shakespearean actor. Excuse me? You don't know that. I don't go into Sha- Shakespeare Shakespearean actors think it's a curse to say the name Macbeth when talking about the play. So they will often call it the Scottish play. Why should that be? I'm really stupid here to ask. Because apparently there was some curse that if you said it, you'd break your leg or something like that. So it's, it's an actor's tradition. So therefore, when my wife fell and broke her leg, actually there she broke go. her kneecap. Yep. Okay. She said Macbeth before this happened. She was saying, Gene, Macbeth, Macbeth, ouch. <laughs> well, as, as you were saying that, I've called up Wikipedia, um, which there's an article about theatrical superstitions. And so Macbeth is said to be so cursed that actors avoid saying its name when in the theater. The euphemism of Scottish play is used instead. Actors also avoid even quoting lines from Macbeth before a performance, particularly the witches' incantations. Outside a theater and after a performance, the play can be spoken of openly. If an actor speaks the name Macbeth in a theater prior to one of the performances, he or she, he or she is required to leave the theater building, spin around three times, spit, curse, and then knock to be allowed back in. Hey, I do that every day. I don't know, just when I get <laughs> up in the morning, keeps me going. Kirk McElhern and Gene Steinberg on the Tech Night Out Live, I think. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
free from the shackles of corporate America. We're the place for independent thinkers. GCN. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV You're fired. According to the Small Business Administration, 75% of small businesses plan to eliminate jobs or reduce workers' hours to part-time. You're fired. According to Gallup, the unemployment rate recently jumped to nearly 9%, and the underemployment rate hit a staggering 17.9%. You're fired. One out of three young adults and one out of two recent college graduates are underemployed. Hello, I'm Keith Abel, a pharmacist and a home business entrepreneur. In 2011, I became one of those statistics myself. Instead of looking for another job in corporate America, I joined Dr. Joel Wallet, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. We're creating steady incomes for ourselves and would like to show you how to do the same. If you want to supplement your current income, replace your income, so you don't have to become one of the statistics, then give me a call toll-free at 866-257-3105. 866-257-3105. You're fired. Don't wait till you hear those words. Start creating an extra income today. 866-257-3105. By now, you may have heard a bit about Bitcoins. But did you know Bitcoins are now over an $8.5 billion market? And did you know that over 65,000 businesses now accept bitcoins listen if you're already earning bitcoins or trying to make money in the bitcoin market you've got to know bidbit.co why because bidbit.co is where you can easily receive bitcoins by selling and auctioning off your own personal items or promote business products and services for bitcoins you heard right whether personal or business you can now buy sell and auction your products and services quickly easily and securely for bitcoin at bidbit.co the first and only marketplace website to offer bidbit escrow 
a proprietary technology which give buyers and sellers security and peace of mind because all transactions are protected. Start today. It's free to join, free to post, free to auction, and free to bid at bidbit.co. Buy, sell, bid, or auction everything Bitcoin. That's www.bidbit.co. Bidbit.co. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. But I will not say Macbeth. I just did. You just did. On the Tech Night Owl Live. So all sorts of things are happening. The landlord's coming to fix the fact that our washing machine's AC outlet is broken. My wife underwent surgery for her broken knee this Monday. She's got to hop around like a bunny on a walker to get around. Now, they don't use these casts anymore. They use something called an immobilizer. That really? You can just pull it apart with Velcro tape. So you can actually take the thing off if you need to like clean it up or wash the wound or something. Then you put it back on. It's held together with a Velcro, and it's got a rigid back. So it serves the purpose of a cast, but I can't sign it. Oh, well, you could if you have a, you know, what, what do you call it, a, a waterproof Sharpie or whatever. There's got to be enough room on it. You can sign it on the Velcro straps. Well, that's it. We could all send virtual signatures to her. To get, yep. Well, it's going to be a few months before she gets back in the swing of things. But we're yep. sitting here. We've got the walker, the immobilizer, and we had to rent a wheelchair for her to get around. Yeah. You know, it's not fun to break your leg, I'll tell you. I didn't it's realize. not. And what does she have, like six weeks, right? Something like that. After two weeks, they remove the sutures. Okay. And then it's six weeks, but it's going to take at least three, four months before she's fully recovered. Yeah, okay. Because she had a torn ligament. And then you got to have physiotherapy because something like a kneecap, yeah, you're not going to be walking, so your muscles are going to weaken. Right, so I think she has to have some kind of physical therapy. This is a, you know, it's not an easy thing to break a bone. You know, no. people break their arms or something, but I was thinking about watching her and just getting out of bed to come and do this show or something. If I broke my leg, you know, it'd be one pain. Number one is I'm twice as big as she is. Yeah, you know, she's four foot eleven and weighs ninety eight pounds, and I weigh about one hundred eighty five pounds. I'm six one. Now imagine her trying to drag me around after her leg heals. Yep. So we'll yep. call my son back home from Spain to do it. Let's get back with Kirk McElhern, the iTunes guy, in this final segment. And I know we've repeated the case for the MacBook. Did you get a MacBook yet? No, I didn't. Um, I canceled my order because I haven't yet been able to try it out. So when I went to the local Apple store, they didn't have any even in the store to, to look at. That's also back-ordered to a considerable degree. Now, as we're doing this show, our landlord here has come to my home, and he's looking to figure out why the electrical outlet for our washing machine stopped working. Now, what's interesting about this is so many things you take for granted, you know, if your gear stops working, you know, is it the gear itself that's not working? Is it the electric power? Who knows? And Kirk was mentioning that, you know, he has a range of peripheral devices on his Mac system because he's doing a lot of different kinds of work. And you were mentioning that one of your backup drives doesn't seem to be doing backups anymore? Well, I, I have um, a four terabyte 
drive from my music and media and have another four terabyte drive that I use to back it up. And while you were dealing with your landlord, I being Friday evening, I started to launch my weekly backup. So I cloned my hard drive and I back up my music. And after the hard drive clone finished, I noticed the music backup wasn't working. So I opened Disk Utility, which is an app that's in the utilities folder on OS X, and it no longer shows this drive. So I went under my desk and unplugged it and replugged it, both the power cable and the USB cable, and nothing's happened. It's still not working. Um, so after the show, I'm going to have to sort of pull it up onto my desk and make sure it's all plugged in correctly. But it's a reminder that, well, when you run a backup like this, you, so, so I use Carbon Copy Cloner to do my backups, and it gave me an error message saying that this drive couldn't be found. So you're alerted that there's a problem. But you need to know that if your backup drive goes bad, you need to replace it pretty quickly because you no longer have a backup available. Um, now, one of the things with hard drives is it could be the hard drive itself. It could be the enclosure. It could be the power supply, or it could be the cable that connects it to your computer. So basically, you've got to go through the process to try and figure out exactly what's gone wrong. Well, I was looking here, checking my backups. I have two backup drives a USB 3 drive and a FireWire 800 drive. Now, the FireWire 800 drive, I should say, is getting a bit long in the tooth, mm. but that's where I do my carbon copy cloner backup. The USB drive, a Toshiba drive, it's newer. That's for the time machine backup. I also have online backups, but, you know, there's a danger in that too, which I realize here. My ISP gives me 400 gigabytes of bandwidth and i'm using crash plan for off-site backups yep. and i'm thinking here if it had to back up all my stuff from scratch which it doesn't do it's just doing incremental backups just as things change i would use a month and a half of my bandwidth allotment to completely back up my hard drive from scratch this is a pretty common problem and um with Apple's new Photos app, uh, this is a problem that the guys over at Macworld have been writing about, and they talked about on this week's Macworld podcast. Um, I think it was um, Joe Kissel who said he's got 100 gigabytes of photos, and he's got the same 400 um, gigabyte limit. And he noticed that after he installed Photos, pretty much half of his month's data had been gone in the first day. Um First, I'm surprised that you've got data caps because that's not very common over here. But even you do need to be careful because that data can go very quickly. you got to remember it's both uploaded and downloaded data. And what Joe was saying is it wasn't – so he said he had 100 gigabytes of photos and it was uploading. But what he also realized is that it was downloading at the same time to his other Macs. So the Photos app isn't smart enough to do a, a sort of a land sync the way Dropbox will do if you have files – and you put them on one Mac, it'll copy over your local network to any other Macs on your local network, so it doesn't use your bandwidth. But the Photos app isn't smart enough to do that, so it will use up an awful lot of bandwidth. And any online backup thing is going to eat your bandwidth as well. Um, I've never used one in short because my bandwidth isn't fast enough for any of those things. It would probably take me a year at my current bandwidth um, to be able to upload just my music collection. Well, I know here that once I saw the bandwidth cap and Cox gives you an actual display of what you're using each and every day, some of it shocked me. 
I mean, I tried to make a good estimate of the amount of bandwidth I was probably consuming. And then I checked the usage and found out, unfortunately, I was using a whole lot more. Really? Yeah. Well, you don't realize, you know, on the one hand, you know when you're downloading a movie. You know when you're, I don't know, you know when you're copying files, you're sending files to someone. You know that you put a lot of stuff in your Dropbox folder and it's getting uploaded. But you don't realize the kind of thing that can occur um, when you're doing online backups because, so as you say, it's each backup is only what files are new or what have changed. But here's, here's an example. You've got a movie in your iTunes library and you change one of the tags in the movie. Well, iTunes rewrites the file. So that's four gigabytes of files that have been changed. And that's got to be uploaded to your uh, online backup. And let's say you change the genre of 20 movies. You know, that could be 70, 80, 100 gigabytes right there. Oh, boy, they're going to have to start releasing support documents about this. But we can't resolve that today. So, Kirk McElhern, please tell our listeners where they can find more of the stuff that you do. Well, you can find me at Kirkville, my website. It's www.mackelhern.com. That's M-C-E-L-H-E-A-R-N.com. And you can find me at Macworld, where I am, as you constantly say, the iTunes guy, and write plenty of other things. This is the constant Gene Steinberg. You can find our show. We are Tech Night Owl on Twitter. Follow us, and maybe we'll follow you neighbors. We also have that special version of the show called Tech Night Owl Plus, an enhanced version of the show with 41 minutes of network ads removed, better quality audio for a modest monthly subscription fee. Check plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com. We have another radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. Called the Paracast, and this weekend we'll be featuring David Perkins. We'll be talking about all sorts of unusual paranormal events at Paracast.com, including cattle mutilations. Paracast.com. Here on the Tech Night Owl Live. Special thank you to Kirk McElhern for joining us on the show. Thanks for having me once again, Gene. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.